Welcome to Freedom Now with Peter Asanful. Freedom Now is brought to you by the Spirit Life People, a ministry that focuses on teaching you how to live and walk in the Spirit so that you can manifest Christ's freedom in your life. It is our prayer that you shall be transformed as you receive the word from the Lord today. And now, here's your host, Peter Asanful. Put your hands together for the Lord. We started with a series, The Seven Letters to the Churches. The Seven Letters to the Churches. In which we've, we have found so far how Jesus was warning some churches. And was reminding them, more or less awakening them and reviving them. So that they don't fall short of their calling. Amen. Last week we had a look at the dead church. <laughs> the dead church, you remember, very powerful. The dead church, they, they had a reputation of being alive, but they were dead. They were not alive. And then we finish out at the faithful church. Now the faithful church was that church that as the letter went, was a church that was faithful. And Jesus promised them so many things. He encouraged them to continue in the works that they were doing. And that he even promised the faithful church in that if you are a faithful church you become a pillar amen a pillar how many of us want to be pillars me i want to be a pillar a solid pillar amen and he said this faithful church he will reveal to them his new name which means that you see a time will come God will reveal another name that no one knows yet. No one knows. And if it, in fact, that name will even be higher than the name of Jesus we are operating with. I'm telling you. That will be the, the, the highest of heights name. And then that will be for those who are faithful. Amen. So today we are more or less concluding the we are all seven letters to the churches with the last letter to the church which for me is one of the most important letters and it's the letter to the lukewarm church the letter to the lukewarm church you know this church is a, they are a serious one. they they are not cold they are not hot they are in the middle okay Christians who are not hot and they are not cold. If you are looking for serious, zealous Christians, you will not find them there. If you are looking for lazy, if you are looking for lazy Christians, you will not find them there. They are not lazy, they are not serious. <laughs> they are in between. And this is the most dangerous group of believers you can find in the world. So Jesus sent a letter through one of the angels to this church. 
They are church. That is a church where when we are looking for people to go for evangelism, you will not find them. Yet you will find people also complain that people don't come to church. <laughs> now how, how paradoxical can that be? You don't go out for evangelism, yet you complain that people don't go to church. Alright, so let's read it. So let's turn our Bibles to Revelation chapter number 3. And I read verse number 14, from verse 14. And to the angel of the church of the Laodiceans, right? These things says the Amen, the faithful and true witness, the beginning of the creation of God. I know your works, that you are neither cold nor hot. I could wish that you were cold or hot. So then, because you are lukewarm and neither cold nor hot, I will vomit you hey, out of my mouth. Because you say, I am rich, have become wealthy, and have need of nothing. And do not know that you are wretched, miserable, poor, blind, and naked. I counsel you to buy from me gold refined in the fire. That you may be rich. And white garment. That you may be clothed. That the shame of your nakedness may not be revealed. And anoint your eyes with, with eye salve that you may see. As many as I love, I rebuke and chasten. Therefore, be zealous and repent. Underline that word, be zealous and repent. Mark it in your Bible. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come into him and die with him. He and he with me. To him who overcomes, I will grant to sit with me on my throne. And I also overcame and sat down with my father on, my, on his throne. Did you hear that? He was an ear. Let him hear what the Spirit says to the church. Amen. It's so powerful. This is so powerful. I love it. This is a church made up for people who are neither cold nor hot. You see, you find that a lot in, in the church we find ourselves in this time. A lot of people just show up in church. And nothing more than that. When we are looking for people to be zealous and be active for the Lord, they cannot be found. When we are looking for Christians to stand up for the gospel and go out there and defend the gospel, they are nowhere to be found. They are always protecting their interests. They are always afraid. They are always, oh, me, I'm a shy person. I'm a shy person. I, I, 
I don't like doing this and I don't like I don't like it. I don't want anybody to insult me. I don't want anybody to say any bad thing about me. I, I just want to be in my corner. Let me just go to church and just worship my God and just go home. No, let me tell you, you did not get born again just to worship God. You didn't hear what I just said. I said you did not get born again just to worship God. You got born again so that God can live his life through you. Amen. Are you here with me in church? This, you see, you must make yourself available. You must make yourself real. You must make yourself known. These are people who go to church and they sleep. They don't even care. I mean, they, they feel they are tired. So let me just, let me just doze off whilst the, the, the message is coming because I don't need it. I've come to church for something. You know, these are, these are people who feel that now I am rich, I have money, I have cars, I have houses. So when I, when I go to church, I should be treated with like I'm, I'm, the, I'm the supervisor. Because if the pastor doesn't talk to me well, me, I'll leave the church and he knows he will lose offering. If I leave the church, he knows he will, leave, he will lose, you know, fat thanksgiving, tithes and, and seeds and, and all. he knows he will lose it. So he cannot talk to me anyhow. I'm the boss. I'm the church financier. Can you imagine? Say, I'm the church financier. If I withdraw my funding, the church has collapsed. May you perish with your money. The lukewarm person, when God is looking for vibrant, energetic, zealous people to do his work, they cannot be found. And the work of God is there. Who will go and preach the gospel? Who will go and bring people out of hell? Who will go and let people know that Jesus is real? God is real and he's coming. Who will go? You can't find anybody. You can't find anybody. Yet, these are people, if their bosses are looking for them at 5 a.m., they'll be there. They will not miss their work. Even when the doctor said, don't go to work for two weeks. He said, Doctor, I've rested for five days. It's enough. I'm somebody, I don't feel like staying at home. I always feel like working. So let me go to work. I don't feel like. They are always zealous to go and do the things of this world. But when it comes to the things of the Lord, ah, man of God, Doctor said, I, I, I should not be busy. Doctor said, I should not work and I should not be working under the sun for too long. But the sun is impacting on my health. Hey! Lukewarm church people. These are people who will stand at the gate. We call them in, in Ghana as Konongukaya. They, they will not carry the thing. They too, they will not let anybody carry it. When they see you, when they, when they see you being active in church, they say, are you, are you the only one who is spiritual? Every day, they are spiritual, they are spiritual. You are the only one. Evangelism, prayer. Are you the only one who, who Jesus came to die for? And Jesus said, I would wish that you are either cold or hot. In other words, declare your stand. Who are you for? The Bible asks, who is on the Lord's side? Who is on the Lord's side? Who will go for the Lord? Who? It's not about, you know, people who went, went you see, when the challenges start coming, they fall away. You heard what Jesus said? He said, me, I overcame. And I sat 
of my father's throne. You must also overcome. No, I on me. Jesus has given you the tools to overcome. There is no child of God who should be lukewarm. You must go all out for the Lord or not at all. We are God is not looking for people who are not ready to say, I am for God. Now there's no middle ground here. There are some people that when they find themselves with people who don't believe in Jesus, they want to they want to flow. I mean I flow, I flow. I get what I'm saying. They say, oh, you know, the Bible says, for example, when you read the book of Ephesians, it said, we should not be drunk with wine. But rather, we should be drunk with the Holy Spirit. I get what I'm saying. And then you, you go to a, an event and, and people are taking two shots, three shots, five shots, one bottle. They say, oh, me, I'm an occasional drinker. As for this place, you know, you know, you can't do yourself holy holy here i mean you just have to flow and then when you come to church hey you see this person praying talks like he has no head are you cold or you are hot actually are you cold or you are hot no because you see it is time for the church to wake up you have to wake up too many people are in are they in the middle ground see they call themselves believers but they don't believe they call themselves faithful Christians, but they are not. They don't have faith. They are just there. No, when you sample hundred Christians today, and you check what they say, you will know the kind of things that are in your heart. Look, one people. Unbelievers are saying things are hard. Christians are saying things are hard. Where do you stand? I say, where do you stand? Praise the Lord. And you see, look at verse twenty. Can we look at verse 20? Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come to, into him and dine with him and he with me. Where do we often hear this verse being quoted? During our evangelism. When we are going to evangelism, that is what we usually quote. Oh, Jesus is standing at the door knocking. The door of your heart knocking. Have we not heard it before? This verse is not for unbelievers. It's not for unbelievers. So. Ah, it's for believers who have sat down the heart of their the doors of their heart to the truth of the gospel. They have not shut it up. They say, No, Jesus, you are no more welcome in my house. Now I have money, I have cars, I have buildings, I have properties, I have businesses. Look at my employees. I have 10,000 employees. I pay people. I put food on the table for people. I'm a big man. I'm a big woman. I'm the CEO. I'm the general manager. Hey, I'm a big man. I move with convoys. I have I have political connections. I know the president. I know the minister. I know the MP. I'm a big man. I don't I don't need any preacher to tell me stories. And then they come to church, you know. Even when you are teaching the word and you are talking to them, they, they are on their phones, they are checking latest political news. And you finish, then the man of God says, Amen. He say, Amen. I, I hear offering out here. And then they take their offering, they just drop it, they go their way. Lukewarm Christians. May you never be one in Jesus' name. <coughs> the time we find ourselves, a lot of people, their hearts are are closed how do you get your heart closed when you turn your heart 
to the things of this world. It's very easy for you to become lukewarm. Now, hold on, hold on to Revelation. We'll come back. Now go to Matthew. Go to Matthew. Matthew 13. Talking about the parable of the word, the sower. Now let's let's do from verse number 18. Verse number 18. Therefore hear the parable of the sower. When anyone hears the word of the kingdom and does not understand it, then the wicked one comes and snatches away what was sown in his heart. This is he who received the seed by the wayside. But he who received the seed on stony places, this is he who hears the word and immediately receives it with joy. Yet he has no root, but endures only for a while. For when tribulation or persecution arises because of the word, immediately he stumbles. This is how they close their heart to the word. And verse 22. That is even more, you know, instructive. Now, he who received the, the seed among the thorns is he who hears the word. And the curse of this world and the deceitfulness of riches took the word and he becomes unfruitful the deceitfulness of riches you see god god wants you to prosper in fact god wants you to be wealthy but the reality is that he doesn't want you to use your wealth as a conduit to prevent the word from working in your life if the word is the source of your wealth can i repeat it i said if the word is the source of your wealth then the word must be the sustainer of your wealth so that your wealth should not become a hindrance for the continuous flow of the word there are many people in church if you ask them there are, there are billions of people in church when they say how many people want to be financial um, free and have financial freedom ah everybody raise your hand everybody want money everybody want money everybody want money and then they get the money then the same money they have been looking for becomes a hindrance to them god forbid that is not the reason god gives you money he doesn't give you money so that that will become a hindrance from his work for his work to work in your life no praise the lord you remember the story of the the rich fool in the book of luke he said he said i have harvested my bonds are overflowing he said my soul you shall eat, have merry, drink, throw some parties. Throw some parties. Many people, when they have money, the first thing they want to do is to have parties, you know. And uh, is, that, is that not the truth? They want to have parties. They say, ah, Charlie, the, the, the suffering I've suffered that God has brought me this far. Let me have some parties. Let me invite some friends and families. Let them come and drink and eat. And let's have some fun. How many people really remember to say, Father, I thank you for giving what I have? A lot of people, you see, the, the reason they don't thank God for what they have is because they don't see God as the source of what they have. They think it's their own hard work. They think it's their sweat. They think it's their connection. They say, oh, you know, you know God used this person to, to do this for me or, or this person. They, they refuse that God is the initiator of your breakthrough. Lukewarm believers, they are always undecided. They have allowed certain things to come before 
doing something for the Lord. Look what believers. They always, you know, see, if you are sold out for God, eh? if you are sold out for God and you are all for Him, let me tell you, nothing will stop you to go all out for Him. Nothing. Hey, your pocket will not will not tell you, oh, I don't have money today. Charlie, let, let me stay in the house. I don't have money. I don't have money. No, no, no. When I was traveling, I was telling, you know, it, the, the story became even real to me when I was just traveling. Um, we, ha- we have a, some of you don't know, but we have a branch in Elmina. Now, the pastor who is there, when I was there on missions, some time ago, it was a Sunday service, and then he was coming to church. And the man did not have his, his way older than me. He did not have money in his pocket. And that man stays in the village. Now, let me give you a picture, those of us in Accra. Where he stays is like from here. Okay? Before you get to where he stays, it's like from here, in full distance, from here to Tema. Okay? That is the distance. So, you first of all have to make the journey from Tema to, let's say, um, is it Tetequashi? Right? Yes. Before you make that journey from Tetequashi, church here so you have to start the journey from the house from tema to tetequashi before you get to church here when we were traveling last week i was showing my mother the story came to me so i was showing my mother i said okay mom take pay attention to this location i'll tell you a story when we are done with the distance so when we cover the distance of how long this man walked to church I said, ma'am, do you remember I said, you should say yes. Okay, now, so I parked. And I said, you see this distance that we have covered? And she asked, what happened? I said, I have a pastor. Some time ago, he was coming to church. He didn't tell me. And he didn't have money in his pocket. First of all, he walked with his wife, not him alone, with his wife, from Tema to Tetekwashi. That's the first part. That's from the village to the main road. And continue from that junction where I parked to where I showed my mother. That is from like Tetequashi to this place. And my mom like, ah, why? I said, he didn't have money. Now listen, when he came to church, I, mean, I realized that the, the wife was a bit, she was looking tired, but of course, you know, women can be sometimes, you know, if that's fine. I didn't really ask anything. I didn't say anything. Let me tell you, that day, God didn't really reveal anything to me. He also didn't tell me anything that, Apostle, I don't have money. And that I walk from my house to church today. I would have, I would have been very, very surprised and shocked. We closed church. We had a meeting. I had a discussion with him. I even gave him an assignment for the week. I said, let's do this. Let's do this this week. This man never opened his mouth to tell me, Apostle, I don't have money. And then he bid me farewell that he was going home. So I know that you know, from the church, you, you, some of them will walk to the roadside to go and pick their vehicle. So I know it was normal. Ah, I, was, I was there in the evening. And then he called me. He said, Apostle, I have some you know, miracle to share with you. I couldn't just wait to come to church the following week, but I need to share with you that when I come to church, I will share it. Guess what? Having walked this distance to church, he was willing with him and his wife to walk back to Tema. 
didn't ask me any money didn't ask any church member any money you were walking back the wife was willing to walk back the man was willing to walk back on their journey when they got to a place let's say airport the airport um, first stop he said all that they heard was that a car was honking beep, 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 and the car's direction was towards Accra because that's the highway Accra to Takrade highway so the car was heading towards Accra and honked on the other side so he thought he was not the one he thought you know this every car honks it's just normal and then the driver got down you know so he stopped so the guy crossed and i said why are you going he said we are we are heading home he said you are going to tour this direction and he said yes it's okay come and sit in the car and let's go and drop you off so he was like okay i mean already he said he said the wife was behind him apparently the wife is tired me from the first leg of the journey hasn't recovered from the first leg we are adding the second half of the journey and definitely she's tired and the, the wife was like oh ready and they went to sit in the car this one who was heading towards Aka turned and faced takrade and drove from um the airport to let's say the um the tema runabout the new runabout and when they got there you know what happened the man said that is a junction that they will enter the village of course the driver couldn't just take them to the village say that we'll take them when they got there the driver said oh sir god bless you and then my pastor said oh we should be saying god bless you rather the man then counted 500 cities and gave it to this my pastor and said please take this money and continue the journey and have something to buy food for yourself and your wife those were his words and then he took the money prayed for this guy and then they, they got down he said the man just turned the, the turned were like oh let they didn't see the driver again God released his angel to come and sort him out because he was fully zealous to do the work. Now, some people are like, I know I'm an I can't go to church. You don't go to church, you sit down there. You have missed a miracle. You have missed a miracle. He said, Carry your cross and follow me. All the challenges you are going through are not enough to make you undecided. And in the middle ground no way no way you cannot be look up oh today i am firebrand for god the next minute when something comes up ah, god where are you i thought you are with me you promised me promise me that you make me a millionaire i don't even have coins in my pocket tell your neighbor live by faith and not by sight too many people who are lukewarm are those who see they are looking has anything changed? Nothing has changed yet. Uh, God. But you said situation will change. You know, just we, we forever use him as an example. Look at Abraham. Every, what the Bible says in Romans chapter 4. Let's read it. Probably that will help you. Will help you become stable in your mind. Romans chapter number 4. Are you there? Now, 
let's read from verse number 17. It's, an, it's a continuation. Okay, let's do from 16 because 17 is a parenthesis and a continuation. Therefore, Romans 4 from verse 16. Therefore, it is of faith that it might be according to grace. Those who talk about grace without faith, it's an empty talk. I have a message coming out for that. You will enjoy it. Therefore, it's of faith that it might be according to grace. So that the promise might be sure to all the seed. Not only to those who are of the law, but also to those who are of the faith of Abraham. Who is the father of us all. As it is written, I have made you a father of many nations. In the presence of him who he believed. God. Who gives life to the dead and calls those things which do not exist as though they did. Who, contrary to hope, in, in hope believed. So that he became the father of many nations. According to what was spoken. So shall your descendant be. Verse 19. And not being weak in faith, he did not consider his own body. Already dead since he was about a hundred years old. And the deadness of Sarah's womb, because she was also what, about 90 years old. He did not waver at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strengthened in faith, giving glory to God, and being fully convinced, persuaded, that what he had promised he was able to perform and therefore it was accounted to him for righteousness let me tell you something the faith of abraham and the story of abraham is not some two by four faith god spoke to him at age 75 right it's not 75 that i'm going to give you a son out of your own body 76 nothing happened 77 nothing happened 78 nothing happened 79 nothing happened 80 nothing happened 81 to 90, nothing happened. And he was still calling himself father of many nations. His body was decaying, growing old. Yet he said, Charlie, still I'll give birth with my wife. Are you getting the picture of that faith? If he was somebody who was just looking at, like what Sarah did when the Lord visited them under the tent. When the Lord said, a year by now, your wife would have, and then she laughed. He said, ah, at this age of mine, 90 years. Am I going to give it? And then she laughed. And then the Lord said, Sarah, did you laugh? He said, ha, 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 ha. I did not laugh. She lied. Abraham lied. Sarah to lie. Sarah did not laugh. In other words, God's word, irrespective of what you can see with your eyes, is able to make it happen. You didn't hear what I said. I said he's able to make things happen. So God is able to give life to the dead. And call those things that don't exist as though. As though they exist. As though they exist. I want to emphasize. As though they exist. It is not out of place to look at your life. When you have no CD in your bank account and say I'm the most wealthiest person in the world according to what has been spoken it's not because of what i have that makes you wealthy are you here with me i'm dealing with the lukewarm guys because the lukewarm people they always want to see before they believe they want to see Charlie, what the, what the apostle said it is happening this is hey Charlie, this man is a powerful man of god so when it has not happened, it means that we are not powerful. 
And some of you can't follow God. Because God deals with us with words. He just speaks to you and then he's done. He speaks to you then he's done. If you believe it, it will happen. If you don't believe it, it will not work. Before you tag any man of God as powerful or more powerful, check your heart what you have believed. If any, if any genuine man of God is not powerful, then you, you, you there, you, you are also not powerful because you never believed it. Yeah, you are also trying to say that God is not powerful. Are you here with me, somebody? He believed. He said, hope against, he believed, against, everything was against hope. <coughs> it is true. <coughs> it is true. Because as he was aging, it was impossible. For it, up to now, since Abraham, have we ever seen any man giving birth at age 100 before? Come on. Have you ever heard it? Yes, I've recently heard of a woman, I think she was 60, a Nigerian. 60 who gave birth. But that's about it. We've never heard a 65-year, 70-year-old woman giving birth. Let alone to talk about a 90-year-old woman giving birth. Abraham and Sarah will forever be in the annals in the history of the world, whether we like it or not. That God made wonders through his word that he gave to them. God wanted to prove that, listen, me, I give life even out of death. So don't look at any situation around you and say, ah, this is a death situation. Nothing good can come out of it. It is finished. Who said it is finished? Praise the Lord. Are you here with me? So you must, you must have a mindset that I am for God. I am hot. Not today when things are good. Hey, Charlie. Then you come to church giving high fives. You are smiling. You are pulling your suit. You are, I mean, yeah, you are good because... There's, your mobile money is talking. Your bank account is talking. I mean, everything is fine. And when there's no money, you come to church. And then prophet sees you, greets you. Uh, money. You just walk past. You don't even respond to the greetings. Because, Charlie, when you are coming, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hey, what happened? The money has finished. You know, there are some people, they, they get energized because they have money. Oh yeah, they are, I mean, they will tell you, they will tell you, Sikai Moja. They will tell you, money is blood. So when you have money, have you ever seen, when somebody is losing blood, they put money in their veins? Yeah, but there are some people. Now just think about it. I was going to say it on our 31st time, but let me just give you a snippet of it. Just think about it. Just how pathetic it is, how, how people live their lives. You wake up in the morning, you go to work, to look for a paper called money. That is all. And then what do you use that money for? You use the money to buy goods and services. That's all. I mean, can you decode this thing in your mind? I mean, that is all that people live for. Wake up in the morning, go to work, look for a paper called money, to work, look for a, um, a paper called money, and use that money to buy goods and services. And guess what? Those goods and services they buy and they use their money for, the time will come they will not take it anywhere. Are you not getting the picture here? Yeah, I mean, buy all the beautiful houses, buy them. Buy all the beautiful castles, buy them. Buy everything you want to buy. At the end of the day, you are not taking it anywhere. When Jesus comes and you are going back home, you will not go with that mansion that you built. After all, he's giving you a better mansion. You will not go with that car. I mean, there is no car tie in this world that can drive on a golden street. 
Come on. There's no tie has been developed to drive on the golden street. There are ties that drive on snow. There are ties that drive on other, but no tie yet can drive on a golden street. It is for us to develop that mechanism when we go. Are you here with me? So now, what I'm trying to tell you is that instead of you flipping the coin and focusing on worldly targets, why don't you focus on the Lord? And be hot for him. Are you cold or you are hot? Lukewarm child of God, lukewarm Christian, God says, I will spill you. Vomit you. Meaning that God, God hates lukewarm people so much that he will not even cast them, he will vomit them. He will vomit them. And the Bible says, nobody goes back to his vomit. Meaning that when God vomits you, he's done with you. He's finished with you. When God is looking for soldiers to go and fight. You see the story of Gideon and the 300 soldiers? First of all, how many soldiers said they will, how many people said they will follow him? 3,000 people said, ah, Gideon will go with you. We'll go and fight. God looked at their heart and said, these guys, they are lukewarm. When I want them to throw a spear, they'll go and carry a bow and arrow. When I want them to fire a bow and arrow, they'll go and carry a sword. Yeah, their heart is shaking. Okay, now let's prune them. Imagine from 3,000 to 300, only 10% of the people were hot for God. 2,700 were lukewarm. They were, okay, I will go with you, but their hearts were not there. So Jesus said, many people what? They honor me with their mouth, but their hearts are not with me. This is the purest attitude of a lukewarm believer. A lukewarm Christian always says, I'm a Christian. They are the ones who are quick to say, I'm a Christian. Are you a Christian? Yesterday, you know, I went um, circle to do something. When I was coming, I said, let me just speak to one or two people. I met this young lady. And she asked, the, the question just came out of my mouth. Are you a believer? And she said, yes. And I asked her, what do you understand by that? And the answer she gave me, I had to preach the gospel all over again. I have to preach all over again and make her understand that your answer alone tells me that, Charlie, you don't even know who you are. Amen. Refuse to be a lukewarm believer. Tell your neighbor, refuse to be a lukewarm believer. Oh, I can't hear you say, refuse to be a lukewarm believer. Yeah. Because many Christians are on that trenches. They are there. They are not straight with God. When God is looking for them in the midst of the storm, they are standing looking at the storm. That's why this storm might come inside. God, send another person there. I cannot be in this fire. God is saying, go inside. Imagine Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. That story, we always say it. We share it. We laugh about it. We enjoy that story. These boys were ready. He said, oh, key, even if you are throwing us into that furnace, we are not ready to eat what has been offered to the idols. Can we have some believers in our generation who can stand and say, Jesus, whether they kill me or they don't kill me, I will not deny my God. Not, not people who, you know, if the word is saying, hey, compulsory, if you don't do this thing, you will lose your job. They say, ah, okay. Let, let, let me go and do it. If I don't do it, I'll lose my job. After how am I going to take care of my family? If I don't do it. Don't allow the world to fool you. Satan has no free gift. He has no free gift. He is deceiving a lot of people. I tell you, Satan is deceiving many people. And unfortunately, they are 
Christians who are so weak, we can see how the devil is working. Amen. Don't say, I am rich. I have everything. I need nothing. Say, I will forever need the word. Say it. Say, I will forever need the word. Say, I will forever need the word. And let me, let me emphasize on this point. When we read the uh, verse number, that starts from verse number 18. I want, to, I want to emphasize on that. I counsel you to buy from me gold refined in, in the fire. That you may be rich. And white garments that you may be clothed. That the shame of your nakedness may not be revealed. And anoint your eyes with, with, with eyes salve that you may see. Sorry, verse 19. As many as I love, I rebuke and chasten. And then he went on to say, Therefore be zealous and repent. I want to just talk a bit about that. I rebuke. You know, a lot of people think God does not rebuke us. That is why many people don't know how to handle rebuke. I remember, I remember very well, I've written a devotional before where I tried to differentiate the difference between rebuking, correction, and, and um, judgment. But many people think that when you have been rebuked, that means that you, they don't like you. No! He said, for those I love, I rebuke. In other words, he will correct you. God will correct you. And when God is correcting, it's not because he hates you. It's because he loves you. And he wants the best for you. He doesn't want you to fall into the ditch. That is why he sent these seven letters to the churches. Imagine that church that was dead, but was thinking they were alive. If nobody prompted them to say, Hey, you are dead. You are alive. You are dead. You are dead. Imagine what would have happened to them. They would have gone down the drain. And no one would have won them. And would, would, it, would it have been a fair judgment if God had judged that church having given them no opportunity to repent let me tell you God has no business to see any human being go to the lake of fire he has no joy, he has no business so he will do everything possible to make sure you don't go there he will remind you he will call your attention that is why there are some of us you go and mess up and realize that there's an inner witness. There's, there's a voice. There's, there's something inside. Some people say, and a baby catch him. It's not baby. It is God. Your father who is talking to you. Who is telling that, hey, Jaimbape. That's your Bible. Yeah. Some of you, there are some Christians, they have not changed their girls, so they have become immune to the voice of God. So one, something will happen. And then bring your attention. Hey, come home. You have gone too far. You have gone your own way. Somebody can wake up 2 a.m. Chase morning from 2 a.m. to 2 p.m. Didn't even remember that. Let me pray. Going to work. Ah, come on. You can't live your life like that. God is rebuking some of us today. Whatever has taken his place in your life today that thing is taken away in jesus name i say whatever has taken the place of god in your life god is taking it away yeah your business cannot take the place of god your job cannot take the place of god your marriage cannot take the place of god 
your families cannot take the place of God. Let God have his place. Are you getting what I'm saying? And let every other thing fall in place. At the end of the day, God knows what he is doing. He's taking you somewhere. Just believe and walk with him. I can say, believe. You know something? Jesus, when he was on earth, the only thing he promised the disciples, one of the things he promised the disciples, he promised them to give them power. Remember, Acts chapter 1 verse, give them power. If there was any material thing Jesus promised the disciples, he said, okay, you know what, when I go to heaven, I'm going to go to heaven. I'll go, I'm going to build mansions for you. Are you getting what I'm saying? I'm going to build it for you. He was trying to let them know that, listen, the most important thing we need in this world is the power of God to do things and to get the will of God to be done on them. Every other thing will be given to you as long as you, you are in this world. See, don't play with Matthew chapter um, 6, verse 33. Focus first on the kingdom of God. Don't let other things come. Don't be lukewarm. When we need people to pray, you are not there. When we need people to fast, you are not there. When we need people to go and preach, you are not there. Every time we, we gather to do the work of God, you are not there. And then Sunday, you show up in church. And then if people don't come to church, you're like, ah, do the people didn't come to church at all. What is your contribution to the growth of the kingdom? When you finish answering that question, before you can say people didn't come to church, at least do something before Jesus comes. I didn't say do something before you die. I know why I said that. I said do something before Jesus comes. For some of us, we are too, we are too laid back. You know, I'm a laid back person. I don't like talking to people. I'm, I'm always laid back. Oh, I take it cool. I take it easy. You take it cool, take it easy. You that day will come. If you take it cool, I take it easy. You remember the last time I shared with you a story about um, this um, pastor uh, who was traveling and then with a with the church, you remember? Yeah. And then the, 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 the gorillas, the rebels, they met this pastor. Probably some of you don't know. Let me share it again. So it was about this pastor who was traveling with a group of church members in the war zone. And whilst he was escaping with these church members, okay, they met the rebels. And the rebels say, hey, wait, everybody stand there. Whoever would deny your faith, you will go. You don't deny we are killing you right now. Many people said, oh, please, I don't want to die. I don't want to die. Oh, forgive me. I don't want to die. I don't want to die. People, you know how people behave. And then the pastor himself, the one who was leading, leading the, the church members to escape, he was the very first person to say, Jack, at this, at this point, each one for himself, God for us all. Me, I'm not ready to die. And he, the pastor, imagine some of you, you, you believe so much in apostle, and then we get to that point, I say, Charlie Jack, <laughs> I can't be of help from today. And then the rebel leader said, okay, all right, pastor, I'm going to stand here. Church elder saw it, elder bright, also followed. The church members, my pastor, my elders are, we also follow. Some few of the church members, members said, no way. If we have to die here, let us die. Remember, some of them said, we, if we have to die because of Jesus, let us so be it. After if we die today, we will go and see the Lord. If they kill us today, we will meet Jesus. 
and all of this suffering and pain we are going through we have been walking for kilometers miles we are tired if they will kill, let them kill us we will go to heaven and the, those who have crossed the line if we, we are fools who we are fools they will come and say we will go they will, they will kill you sir. and then the rebel said have you all decided those who said they will not deny their faith okay go and stand here those who say they have denied Jesus you to stand here and then those who thought they have denied it, they thought they were safe. They rather crying for those who have what? Not denying Jesus. The rebel leader said, Okay, you pastor, you're a wicked man. Pastor, you're a wicked man. You have led these people and at that crucial moment you have, you have abandoned them. You're a wicked man. That's the other. Wicked, dicky, wicked. What you have done, I'm going to kill those who deny Jesus. And those who did not deny Jesus, you are free to go. And those who did not, they let them pass. Baba. And right before their eyes, they opened fire on the pastor and those people who deny Jesus. Imagine. Where would they end up? You have, hey, last minute you deny Jesus. He killed all of them, those who denied those imagine that the story we went on that the rebels even gave protection to those who did not deny until they got to a safe place. May God even caused your so-called enemies to become tables and stepping stones to your next level in the name of Jesus. Are you here with me? Don't be lukewarm, don't be lukewarm, don't be afraid. Don't let anything stand in the way. Make you feel that ah, I can, can, I can be for God. Be for God fully. Let me tell you, this work that we are doing, there are some people who say, I'm a part time pastor. No, there's nothing going to happen. I'm a full time pastor. Everything I do in my life is part time. That is why I mean, no work, nothing, no meeting, nothing can come before what I do for the Lord. It's not possible. It's not possible. This is my full-time life. I want to do everything for God. If it involves you insulting me, do whatever I want to do to me. But we have the overcoming spirit in us. I get what I'm saying. You must overcome. God is looking for overcome and said, they that overcome, they will sit on my throne. Even as I also overcame and I sit on my father's throne. You must learn to overcome. Don't allow the situations you are going through in this world to stop you from pushing forward. No. If you don't have money, don't let it bother you. Push forward. If you don't have food, don't let it bother you. Move forward. If you don't have what to wear, let me tell you, God will definitely sort you out. Don't let certain things come in between your way. And if you're thinking, ah, I don't have resources, I don't have the money, I don't have anything. No. You have so much. The end result is for God. Second Timothy. Let's read chapter number four. It says, I charge you therefore, I charge you therefore before God and the Lord Jesus Christ, who judge the living and the dead, at this at his appearing and his kingdom, preach the word. Be ready in season and out of season. Convince, rebuke, exalt with all lungs of and teaching. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine. 
that according to their own desires, because they have teaching years, they will heap up for themselves teachers, and they will turn their ears away from the truth and be turned aside to fables. But you have, but you be watchful in all things, endure affliction to the work, do the work of an evangelist, fulfill your ministry. Amen. May you never have an itching ears. Eh? Assume your day. You want to hear fables. You want to hear sweet, nice things. You know, when you're telling people the truth today, they don't want to hear it. They want to hear very sweet things. Even when God has not shown me anything to tell you, say, man of God, what is God saying concerning my life? Prophesy. What should I prophesy when I'm not having anything to prophesy? So they look at you and say, oh, you know what? Tomorrow by this time, you're a man, but you get pregnant to trip. And then you are happy. Oh, maybe it means my wife will get pregnant to trip. How is that possible? Amen. Don't have 18 years. The time we find ourselves, listen, we are in a dispensation where it's like when you teach about spiritual things and heavenly stuff, it's like, oh, I want words that will bring us money. You want money. I mean, if you have money, man of God, you don't talk too much. Everything is sorted. You don't, you don't have to talk too much. We, we need money. And then that, those are the kind of words people are looking for. Tomorrow by this time you become a billionaire. Amen. Tomorrow by this time you would have won ten souls into the kingdom. Amen. The difference in the amen is telling you that, Master, that's not what we want to hear. We want to hear tomorrow by this time the money you have been chasing has come. Aha. Uh-huh. Oh, that car has come. Aha. Uh-huh. The house has come. Aha. Uh-huh. Imagine you want money and then you say, Lord, I, I want to do your work. Take care of the money matter. And see what will happen. And see if God will disgrace you. He will never disgrace you. I said, God will never disgrace you. You heard what I said? I said, God will never disgrace you. Focus on the Lord and he will focus on you. When you are in his ambience, when he realizes that you are in need of something, he will get he will make sure you are sorted out. Amen. Always be joyful. Don't be lukewarm. Don't don't say today I am hot, tomorrow I am I am cold. And then you are in between. Don't allow event. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Don't allow event to determine your relationship with the Lord. Everything is okay. You are singing praises. You are praying. And everything is not okay. Oh, okay. You know, even when I have not had an accident, have you not been this that we have been praying and declaring that nobody will have died through accident? We've been declaring this. In declaring this and pray. You, some of you are waiting for the situation to come. No. You have to start in advance. Are you here with me? You have to stand in the gap and stand on the word. Stand in the name of Jesus and say, I refuse to be lukewarm. From today, I am, I am sold out to the Lord. No situation, no condition will let me deny my God. In every way of in every step of the way. I am for the Lord. And I'll preach the gospel. You know, when you read the book of um, Acts, the Bible says, when you read from the chapter 9 onwards, it talks about the fact that it was the disciples who were scattered, who started building churches. Church members, who were, when they were being persecuted, who fled. Wherever they got to, they didn't say, okay, let me hide. No. Wherever they got to, 
they started preaching the gospel. So if you run, you know, where people were running, they would just end up anywhere. Charlie, I'm here, I'm here. But everywhere they go to, they didn't say, I have, I have escaped the persecution, so let me hide. But wherever they go to, they preached Jesus. Philip, he preached Jesus. Stephen preached Jesus until he was killed. All of them, everywhere they go to, they were preaching the gospel. Why? Because we cannot hide ourselves. We cannot mix ourselves with a mixed multitude and don't do anything for the Lord. Everywhere we find ourselves, we must show up. We must let the world know we are for the Lord. We are not for ourselves, but we are for the Lord. We don't own our lives, ourselves, but we live for the Lord. That should be your attitude. Some of you in your offices, nobody knows that you are a Christian. Because you are the one who brings the Lotto numbers. And you are the one who brings the, the, the betting odds. Charlie, this week, I recently saw some gentleman, WhatsApp group, and the title, uh, Betting Masterclass. That's it. He didn't know I saw it. As soon as he saw me, he just, I mean, my eyes are very fast. Betting Masterclass. WhatsApp group. They are giving betting tips. And people are on that group. Receiving betting tip. Yes, huh. you know. And you find you find people who find people who sit in church. They are there. See, the end game is not money, please. Money, that's why even in economics say it's a medium of exchange. Medium of exchange. In other words, we, we if you want to get something, you can use it. And that is not the end. Because if you have money and you don't use the money, if you don't use it, in the economics we say it will depreciate. It will lose its value. So if you have one CD today and you don't use it today, tomorrow you can't use the one CD you could have used to buy this phone to buy the phone again. You use it to buy something else. Because it has lost its value. So money in itself is transient. It's transient. It is transitioning. Some of you were, were old enough in 2007 when Ufo brought the new CD. It was $1, one CD. $1 to one CD. Today, where is one? $1 is what? It's gone past six CDs. The same, it, it was one is to one. Today, it's one is to six. The ratio is now big. That should tell you. So if you kept that, I remember when the fresh notes came. Some of us said we will not, we will not spend the money. We wanted to keep the fresh note. It was very beautiful. Imagine you kept that one first CD that came in 2007. I don't think those notes are even in circulation. That first one CD note that came. Today you can't use it to buy anything. The value has depreciated so much. So why are you fighting tooth and nail just to get a transitioning thing? And not be with the one that doesn't pay. The Bible says God never what it's away. He's here today. The Bible says in the book of Hebrews, God is the same today. Or sorry, he's still yesterday, today, and forevermore. He's the same, the same value, the same value. If he was one to one, he's still one to one, and he shall forever be one to one. He shall not be one to one yesterday and today one to six, and by ten years time he shall be one to I don't know probably ten or twenty or whatever. You're having one dollar and you are a millionaire in CD terms. Amen. 
That, see, that is what you must understand. Don't be lukewarm, please. The time we are in, Jesus can show up anytime. I'm telling you. On all the six continents of this world, the gospel have got... Some Christians were, a couple of years ago, killed because they took the gospel to the Amazon jungle. Now, there are some people who live in the jungle. They, they have never seen civilization the way we have. They don't wear clothes. They don't even, their ways of communication is very weird. They are in the jungle. So these missionaries were taking the gospel to them. And those people thought that they were threats. They killed them. They killed the missionaries. But another group took the gospel there again. And because of what happened, one of them is now interpreting the gospel to those people now. Oh, you better do better for the Lord. One of them is now interpreting the gospel to those people. You see the whole thing now. If, if, if we don't go, some people will not hear. And there are some people who have, yes, I know there are some people in some corners, some aborigines, and they have never heard the gospel. But I know some missionaries are taking the gospel everywhere, to every corner in this world. And I know, because let me, the fact that you have not gone does not mean people are not going. People are going on a daily basis. People are going to places you, you cannot go. To take the gospel. They are ready to die for the sake of the gospel. Jesus can come any moment. And don't wait until Jesus comes. And then he asks you, what did you do for me? They say, oh Lord, you know, I married my, my husband, my wife, my, my family. You know, I was so busy with my children and I didn't have time. My business, my work. Now, those excuses will not hold. My dear, forget about those excuses. Somebody is in church because of marriage. Somebody is in church because of children. They are in church because of business breakthrough. They are in church because of... <laughs> the reasons people are in church, they are different from why Jesus set up the church. Opposite direction. Amen. How many of you want business breakthrough? Be honest. <laughs> Praise the Lord. <laughs> Those are the prayers when we start praying. You will see how people will be sweating. They will not sleep down. But God wants you to be a soul winner. God wants you to advance the gospel. If there is any instruction Jesus left us before he left, he said, go into the world and preach the good news. Tell someone about Jesus. Don't be a lukewarm person. Amen. Yes. Don't love the world. The world has nothing to offer. I tell you. I was, I was having a, a video call with a friend in Turkey. Actually, he's a Turkish. And in the conversation, I said, okay, what, what do you think about this COVID thing that is going on? He said, my brother, I'm fed up. I used to be watching the news, how many people are getting the disease. And, but now, I don't want to hear anything. I don't want to, I'm, I'm done with it. Let them do whatever they want to do. And people are fed up. And you think the world is going to get any easier? Oh, now we have Omicron. The next time we'll come, will be Tatale. The next one that will come with Macroni. Variants. Uh, Tatale variants. Kelewele variants. They will all come. We will finish the Greek alphabet. And then we will now be generating our own names. For the, for the variants that will be coming. Don't believe the world. They are full of lies. Amen. Therefore, stand with God. Everywhere you, 
the word is everywhere god is that is where you should be tell your neighbor be where god is beware where the word of the lord is beware that's where you should be don't be in places god is not there amen thank you for being a part of today's message this program was brought to you by the friends and partners of the spirit life people for further information kindly visit us at www.thespiritlifepeople.com or subscribe to our podcast and YouTube channels or find us on all major social media platforms. Stay blessed and always remember that in Christ Jesus, we are free.